For our first message today, we have a split sermon from Mr. David Hope entitled, Do You Do New Year's Resolutions? Mr. Hope. Thank you, Mr. Nolan, and good afternoon, everyone. Beautiful Sabbath day. We, most of us Okies here in this part of the country, got a wish come true this week. And I think uh, one of the Steels boys been praying for snow since this last summer, I understand. Tell him thanks. <laughs> you know, we used to get pretty good snows here. But anyway, but uh, we, we got a decent one this time, and uh, uh, I'm glad we got it. Now I'm ready for spring. My title is, Do You Do New Year's Resolutions? And, and I would say why or why not or whatever, but uh, that, that's, anyway, New Year's Day is, is a day that uh, most of the world celebrates. Uh, it's not a holy day, it's a holiday to a lot of people, but uh, we live in society where we keep track of the calendar and we do things the way uh, the world does it. And some of us, whether we celebrate New Year's or not, we're, we're going to be glad that this year's over. I heard someone say, a friend of mine here a while back, I think I'm going to stay up till midnight and celebrate it just to get rid of this 2020. You know, people are really fed up with it. So, anyway, but uh, in about two weeks uh, from now, roughly, you know, what, uh, two weeks from yesterday, I guess, the New Year's Day, and a lot of people will be making New Year's resolutions. Uh, most, most of the resolutions themselves are to, for a person to better themselves, you know, to make themselves a better person, uh, to make changes in their life, to make life work a little better. And some of the main resolutions are uh, health-related. And I'm not saying they're good or bad. I think all of us ought to make some resolutions, whether it's that or not. Uh, most of us in here will uh, do similar things when it comes up close to the Passover time. You know, we examine ourselves, and, and a lot of times we will make resolutions. We will determine in our mind we're going to make some changes. And, and uh, anyway, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of the resolutions are, are not really bad. They're, you know, they're to be a better person, to treat somebody better, or, or to have a better relationship. Um, some people, and, and a lot of you, will do the same thing. I've done the same thing, whether it was that or not. I'm going to lose weight, you know. I'm going to get on a crash diet. How many diets have we been on? Some of you have been on some that have been successful. Uh, I've been on some that are more successful than others, but it uh, seemed like the weight would come back. And uh, a lot of people will say, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to uh, join a gym. And boy, the gyms love first of the year. You know, the, the membership of, of your health clubs really skyrocket in, in the first part of the year. Uh, fortunately for them, the gym owners, that doesn't last long. A lot of most people, I don't know what the percentage is, but a big part of the uh, people drop out after a period of time. And, and some, <clears throat> some will make lifetime changes. Uh, my wife and I uh, joined... Uh, a health club back in the mid-1980s. It's been close to 30 years that we bought a lifetime membership, and boy, did, <clears throat> did it ever cost. But in the meantime, we only, 
we, we, while other people are paying by the week, by the hour, by the month, a year, whatever, uh, I pay once a year just a, just a, a bookkeeping fee, you know. So it, it doesn't cost me anything, so to speak, for my membership. And uh, I don't always get my money's worth because I don't always go. During this COVID thing, that uh, they dropped out some of the exercises and stuff for the old folks that my wife and I used to go with. We're not old, but they are. I think I mentioned once that uh, one of my daughters uh, started going here a couple, about a year or so ago, and she joined, and she's in her 50s, almost, you know, 60s. And uh, she was telling uh, her husband, said, boy, I really kicked the butt of this old man today in my gym club. He's 92 years old, and I kicked his butt. Boy, I did all this stuff. She's being facetious. But anyway, we have a broad range from, you know, in the 50s all the way up to uh, they can still walk. But anyway, uh, it, it's not a bad thing to have, you know, some type of... Uh, uh, workout program and, and if it takes uh, New Year's or Passover or, or just a, uh, a threat from the doctor you're going to die you know it's good to have a resolution that I'm going to do something to get in, in better health and uh, and really health is not the, the main part of my message but it definitely fits in and sometimes people will make a resolution to get rid of a habit. You know, some habits we have, different ones will have problems. Or, and <clears throat> excuse me, it seems like every time I get up here, I, <clears throat> last time I got up here too, I'm going to find out how to clear my throat without making a lot of noise. But anyway, like I said a while ago, uh, we in the churches of God uh, do quite a bit of that in the springtime of the year. We look at ourselves and uh, there's a scripture that I want to turn to just in, in relation to that, 2 Corinthians 13.5, and very important. Most of you can uh, do that by, ver by verbatim. Anyway, 2 Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we, we read this pretty well every year, usually before, you know, a week or two or three or four, before Passover time, so we can start looking at ourselves, evaluating, and make a commitment. And when Passover gets here, you know, generally we feel pretty good and we're very sober about what we're doing. But we, we make a resolution generally, and, and that's good. Today, I want to spend a little bit of time along that line, but uh, about gratitude. Right now, we're between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. Uh, most, most everyone of us will, will definitely keep uh, Thanksgiving Day. It, it's not a holy day, but it's a holiday. It's one that most of us uh, feel of all the world's holidays are very, very uh, worthy of our observing and that's a problem that a lot of people don't have I mean people have that have begun to take it for granted you know America has become as what a lot of people say is about is the most wealthy powerful nation the world has ever known you know we are very powerful very strong very wealthy yet we're among one of the most ungratitude, un unthankful people. <clears throat> we, we seem like so much of 
of our country is very unthankful when you see the way people are acting. Many people are depressed. Of course, for some reasons or another, not, they're not all, not all depression is bad. But, uh, I mean, it's bad for you if you go through it for a long time. But uh, people are growing, uh, even suicide, especially now with the um, pandemic going on, the shut-ins and things of that nature. And I don't have the exact statistics right now, but uh, suicide has really, really grown in America. And uh, young and old both. And a lot of that, a lot of suicide, a lot of, uh, of uh, depression can be related to unthankfulness. One good way to help uh, against depression is to be thankful in this one particular song. And that may be one reason I chose this subject today because it seemed like all week long uh, this song keeps going through my mind. Count your many blessings, see what God has done, count your many blessings, and da-da-da, and all that. And uh, anyway, so uh, that probably had a little bit of uh, uh, persuasion on my message today, is being unthankful and being thankful. I, when my wife and I hadn't been married too long, we'd been married about three or four years, I guess, and we had purchased our first home. I think we were about 21, 22 years, 22, I think, when we got it. And, and uh, bills began to pile up a little bit more. I wasn't used to paying uh, electric bill and gas bill and water bill, you know, when we were paying for uh, houses that rented for with all the uh, accoutrements in it, you know, your stove, refrigerator, your beds and all that. and, and uh, so we ended up having to pay that. But anyway, make a long story short, I was beginning to feel the pressure. My mother was over at our house, uh, I think, uh, after we had just barely got moved in, and I confided in her. And I didn't say too much to my mother, you know. She wasn't my main counselor, but I, I was kind of, she perceived that I was negative. And, and she said, David, and she really scolded me, you know. Here, a grown man, she scolded me, said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I said, you and Fran have a lot more today, right now, that your dad and I had, and we'd been married for several years. And she went on to mention some things, and I thought, well, <laughs> I'm no sympathy here. Maybe I'll go talk to my dad or something. But anyway, but uh, uh, it, it made me realize, you know, I'm really not as bad as I thought. And of course, uh, our generation, I'm not our generation, but our children, you know, just below us, most of us have it better than what our children had it, and I think most of you could probably say that. Uh, you know, when um, I was 11 years old, and I don't mean to get on this. My kids have heard this, I guess, so many times over the years. Yeah, I know you walked up the hill, down, you know, to school, rain, snow, and all that. But this part is true, not the walking up and down hill, uh, uphill both ways. But. Uh, I was 11 years old before we had a bathroom in the house, and, and I think probably some of you in here uh, remember uh, uh, didn't have a bathroom in your house when, when you were younger. Uh, maybe some don't now, I don't know, but uh, I remember having to walk about, I don't know how far the legal, legal distance was to the outhouse, but in the summertime, wintertime, have to crawl under this electric fence, you know, it was up about two feet. I couldn't step over it, and it was hard to crawl under. You know, you're just there to keep the cow in. But uh, to go out there and go to the bathroom, to, to take a bath, 
And some of you, any of y'all ever take a bath in a, in a galvanized wash tub? Anybody? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I knew Roy. Roy's about my age or a little older. Has Sherry, have you heard, have you heard his stories? It, I keep forgetting what's it, what's it, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Roy's got a whole house full of kids. We had a whole house full of kids when we were younger. Uh, their five kids and our five kids would spend a night in the same house over the weekend, either here in town or out there in the country where they live. So, you know, Roy and us have been friends for 50 plus years or somewhere like that. But I even forget the names of my own kids sometimes. I call them a different name. So uh, this, this don't mean I don't like you. It don't mean that you weren't the favorite. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, good to see you back here. Roy, you can go back and sit with us later if you want to. I guess you must be on bad terms. You came in two different cars? No, never mind. I, I know the story. I know practicality. I just had... Reggie mentioned a deal a couple of weeks ago about humor. I'm trying to be humor, but, you know, it's... It, it's you know, if you're not built for humor, it don't always come out right. So, anyway, give me credit for trying. But anyway, uh, but one thing I learned... Well, Mom would fix her bath water uh, in a tea kettle. And we did have plumbing for a gas stove, you know. And uh, she'd heat the water in that, and she'd pour it in a big old, I don't know how big, uh, galvanized round tub, wash tub, and then put cold water to mix and everything. And we would, my older brother was two years older than me, and we would uh, argue over who had to take the bath first. Until finally one day I figured out, I think it's better to take the bath first, simply because all that stuff don't float around in there on the top. And I, I guess after I started the school or something, I thought, you know, my brother has to get this stuff that comes off of my body, you know, these old white things floating around in there. So he never did figure it out. But anyway, uh, so when I was 11 years old, I appreciated having a, a running water in the house, a bathtub, and, and you know, a stool that flushed. Uh, you know, I really appreciated it. And I still appreciate having those things, especially when one of them stops up. Uh, then along that line, I'll get off of that old history stuff. I even uh, my grandparents uh, lived oh, about a half a mile west of us. Uh, and they, we were in the country, and they were really in the country. And they didn't even have electricity going to their house at that time. And uh, uh, they, they'd have these, uh, they call them coal-oil lamps. And I don't know, Roy, is there a difference in coal oil and kerosene? Tell me about it later. I, I probably won't hear you well enough. But anyway, they call them coal oil. I call them kerosene. But you could smell it when you go in the house. You know, you could smell it. And uh, that's why some of the scriptures in here, when Jesus is talking about that you take a lamp and put it up on a pedestal or something, you know, so they can put off light, I can identify with that. And I think I mentioned this once before. I uh, went to some of my cousins that lived up at Pawnee, and, and us little kids would be in a different room. There were six or seven of us. And, uh, playing cards and dice games and all that, and they put the lamp, you know, lantern up on the dresser up there, and you could see. So I can identify when Jesus said, let your light shine, you know, and if you, you don't hide it under a bed, but you put it out where you can see it. Um, but you know, one thing that unthankfulness, believe it or not, and the scripture bears that out in places, unthankfulness can even lead to sin. 
you know, just think about it a little bit. I want to go to Romans 15th chapter. No, 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 never mind. Romans 1st chapter and verse 21 through 32. Another familiar, <coughs> excuse me, familiar verse. Verse 21. I'm going to have to lower my voice. For some reason, I don't mean to draw attention to it, but <coughs> when I get up here, I, I don't know if I'm allergic to the light or what, but uh, seems like I have to lower my voice to keep it from getting high. Now that I've drawn attention away from my message. Verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. And how many people in our country really, really are thankful for where we've come, where we are right now, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So this is all a progressive thing. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the, an image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness. This stuff is all progressive through the lust of their own hearts, dishonoring their own bodies between themselves. And I know a lot of this stuff is familiar to a lot of you people, and in one of these days, mark my word, we will not be able, I don't think anyway, and I'm not a prophet, or son of a prophet, or all that, but I feel that one of these days, we will not be able to preach some of these things from up here in the pulpit. We really won't, because other places have already gone a few steps ahead of us. Matthew Steele made a mention a few years ago in one of his messages on some stuff, maybe not necessarily like that, but how Christianity is being persecuted and, and how, how it's going. Canada, I know when uh, Lawrence and some of us went to Canada the feast one year, well, Lawrence went several years, but uh, we had to not talk about that lifestyle, about the you know, gay high lifestyle. We could be in jail. They're, they passed laws in Tulsa now that's really close to that right now. And so I feel one of these days, and then even in California here a few months back, not too long ago, um, uh, I think the government, governor was suggesting that they should ban the Bible in California. It's a, it's a hate book. They say the Bible is a hate book. And I know here several years ago, uh, our, one of our grandsons out there had graduated from high school, and my wife wanted to buy a Bible for him. You know, you know, he was a high school kid, want a Bible? <laughs> you know, he'd probably like to have more of a Corvette or something, but we didn't have the money for that. But we decided, uh, I think we rode our motorcycle out there, this was in 2012, and uh, we decided, well, we don't want to carry the extra luggage, so we'll buy him a nice Bible when we get out there to the bookstore. We could not find a good Bible. We could not. I think, where did we get that? A book, used bookstore? Where? Okay. But we were very limited on what we could get, you know? So, one of these days, I, I feel that it's, it's going to be taken out of our hands. Who changed, and I'm reading verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, 
God gave them up to vile affection. God says it's vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise, also men leaving the natural use of the woman. And the Living Bible says it pretty clear. I'm not going to read it in the Living Bible. It, it's... It says it really clear. If you want to look at that there, go ahead. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another, men with men. And I could get beat up for that, and some of you can too if you express your feelings. And I don't mean to be mean to the people. I'm just saying that this is something that God does not agree with, never has, never will. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God and their knowledge, and they really don't want to even hear about God, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. Here's some other thing, not just that one. Fornication wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. Do we hear anything? Do, does that describe any of the, the, the actions of people in our country now, and maybe even some of us at times, or hopefully it's time past, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Verse 31, without understanding, and boy, some of the decisions our people make on both sides of the aisle in our politics, where in the world is their head? Now, you think they've got their head buried in the sand and they haven't had it out since the 1920s or 30s. I mean, the, the, the stupidity, and like Ken said in Bible study here a while back, you can't fix stupidity. Can you can? <laughs> anyway, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, and some of them really know, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, and not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And, and it's not, it's not, they, they want you to accept their lifestyle and, and things that's going on in their life. They want us to change. They want us to quit being intolerant and tolerate them. And, and even in Tulsa, they may name streets after some of that stuff. They, you know, they, they, they want us to do the same thing. You know. Here's some other things that we can do to help our peace of mind. Colossians 3, 12 through 17. 12 through, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Here's some things that we can do in positive. I really intended for this to be a positive message, you know, trying to copy after Reggie sent the message here a while back of humor and all that. And, and uh, I, I guess maybe we, we practice that in our own life. We watched a, a TV show that we hadn't seen in years. Some of you have seen the, the show uh, Home Alone, you know, about the little boy and his Christmas time. I'd seen it before. I, we, we got the biggest belly laugh I think they could hear us next door. I mean, I'd seen the thing years ago, 
but it was still funny. I felt so good after watching all these crime shows and forensic this and, and murder here and murder in the heartland. I felt so good just to be able to laugh. And, and uh, I, I think we need a laugh night. Maybe somebody can rent some movies and stuff, bring out here and we can have some popcorn and, and laugh at each other or something. But anyway, uh, Colossians 3, verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies. We really need to do that, and that's going to help us with our peace of mind. It's going to help us solve a lot of problems we've had. It's going to make us feel a lot better. Our food will digest better. We'll, 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 our, our hair probably will still fall out, but anyway, uh, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and do we ever need that and even those of us that have been around the church for years we still I you know sometimes we and I say we and I don't just mean me and I don't mean just you but it could be inclusive so if the shoe fits wear it but forbearing one another forgiving one another and how many messages we've given on forgiveness and the benefits of that if a man have a quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you also, or so also do you, you know, and, and somebody has offended me, I had better, better forgive them, no matter if I'm right or wrong, but I better forgive them, and uh, I don't want to threaten you, but you better forgive yourself, I mean, you better forgive me if I do, anyway, just tell me about it, and I'll try to forgive myself, anyway, above all things, put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectionist, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And this def definitely takes action, takes effort to rule in your heart, to which also you are called into the body, and be you thankful. Verse 15, be you thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another and, you know, and I, we've mentioned this, I think I mentioned it here a while back, you know, we don't have to be up here to admonish each other. You know, you can, you can admonish me in a conversation out here. Uh, you know, we can, we can admonish each other. And it's not that we're out here to, you dirty sinner, you know, we're, we're going to correct you and all that. Just in conversation, we can admonish one another. We can encourage one another. And we don't have to be up here in the pulpit, uh, you know, to do those things. Uh, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts unto the Lord. Verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name, or yeah, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. And here's those words again. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that, that, that talk about how God really likes it when we, when we praise Him and we thank Him and, and uh, makes me think, well, am I, am I buttering God up if I do that? Well, He knows. He knows my heart. But I, I think all of us uh, can thank God more, even for some of the problems, the trials we get into, and especially when the trial's over. Uh, you know, thank God. You know, God really loves, and, and if somebody else don't do it one of these days, I may come up and have a whole message just strictly on how God loves, 
loves that. You know, you love it when you're children, you know, and I love it even as an adult, and, and I haven't even died yet. Some of my kids tell me, you know, you did a good job, Dad, Mom, you know, you were good parents. When, you know, in guilt, you think, well, they're probably doing such and such because my bad example or I did do, didn't do something the right way. But, you know, it's encouraging to us for them to say thank you, you know, Dad, Mom. And, you know, God likes it. And he's, he's not, we can't fool God. We can't snooker him. We can't, you know, do that. But he does really like it. His word says that he likes for us to thank him for that. And I've even got to the point lately, I thank God that I can still get up and dress myself, you know, and put my shoes on. You know, might hurt a little bit, you know, and may have to stretch a little bit. But I thank God that I don't have to have one of my kids living with me right now and, and bathing me and putting me, uh, you know, and putting me to bed and everything. And Dad, go to your room. You know, I'm thankful that that don't happen. Just like I said, you'd be good to us because we'll choose your nursing home. Anyway, but... Uh, God likes likes us to thank Him, and 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 I. That's probably one of the things I want to do more of in my my personal life is, is to really be thankful to God for for even the little things that I, that happen in my life. Bible speaks about health. Bible speaks about the health benefits and the joy that uh, or benefits that joy and a positive attitude makes and also the destructive factors of negative thoughts. I'm going to just give one one scripture on that because of time, but you know, um, uh, Proverbs 17:22 uh, really sums it up, uh, uh, just, you know, just sums up a whole, a whole subject. Proverbs 17:22, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Does good like a medicine, but contrary to that, a broken spirit dries the bones. And when, you know, you can take b both sides of that issue and really make a message, and, 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 and hopefully some of our men that, that have a better way of expressing than I do will do that, and I'll, I'll listen to that. Now, I'll thank God for that. Uh, anyway, <coughs> I've got a concluding specter. Uh, already some of my friends say that they are more thankful this year uh, because, <clears throat> excuse me, they're more thankful this year than they have been in the past, even with the problems that we're having right now. But a lot of people are, are more thankful now because they know what we have that we can lose. You know, we've mentioned this, the situation we're in now, and not just one particular political view or another political view, there's people on both sides of the line saying, if we continue to go like we are, they're they're going to they're preaching the the doom stuff that we used to do years ago that we kind of slacked off of. I don't get into that too much anymore, but uh, you know we have a lot that we can lose, and it's going to be very easy if we don't straighten up our mind and we don't straighten up our act. We have got a lot and. And even now, even, even my own children, uh, I was talking about a while ago, some of them are really, really at a, a, a trepidation of what's happening. They've heard us preach. They've seen the messages. They've heard the messages in here for years, and they know what's coming. So we, need to, we, we have a lot going for us right now. We don't have to show paperwork to go across state lines. 
You know, we don't have to sell a car to get gasoline. You know, so many, 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 many things that we can be thankful for right now. And if we pray and, and, and maybe God will grant a little more better season for our children and our grandchildren. Anyway, and one last scripture, Philippians 4, verse 6. If you haven't made a resolution or something in the last few years or so, maybe this is <clears throat> Be careful for nothing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. So anytime we have a petition, my suggestion is, or at least for me, that I need to give God thanks for for the things that I do have and, and maybe you will hear what I am asking for now.